in the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Good evening, bro. Emmanuel. Good evening. Good evening. So how's your day been? Been good. It's been good. And yours too. Good. Okay. How's the family? You're fine. Yes, good. <coughs> So, are you able to go through the? Are you able to go through the scriptures? Yes, I did. I I was able to go through. I was unable to do proper study because of my battery time. So we're looking at Matthew, and that was where the, the main focus of today's. Bible studies. Okay. It's it's really I don't know. We'll do that to burn later. Yeah. Yes. Let's be hopeful. Let's just go again. Okay. Father, we thank you for this evening. Thank you, Lord. Well, we are not here because we have to Your word tonight, you will increase us with knowledge, understanding, and in faith. And oh, Holy Spirit, in the amen. Deuteronomy chapter 28, from verse 1 and verse 2. It began with, I shall come to pass, if thou diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe and to do all the commandments which I command thee this day, 
And the Lord thy God will set thee up above all nations of the And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So we can see that from where I just read, they were enjoining us to hearken to the voice of the Lord. And the first one is diligently. The adjective there said diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Voice. And the blessings, they start counting the blessings. So tonight, by grace of God, we want to talk about Lord, Lord. Topic, the Lord, Lord. What do we understand by the Lord? When you call something Lord, what do we mean by that? What do we understand by Lord? Romano, if you can. For me, just on a plain level, right? Uh, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, I think for me, that overseas the affairs of someone's life. That's the word that we use. Understand? That's so, so in, in, in a very large quantity, it determines how we, what we do, how we move, understand the direction where we go. So that's what I said, that the person that are the affairs of someone's life. So that's the understanding of us for the word Lord. Okay. Praise God. Let me take the dictionary meaning. Okay. Yeah, so much. Okay. Synonyms. The synonyms here says possessor, proprietor, okay. and sovereign. Okay. Also, proprietor, sovereign. Then we now have it. In associated the heavenly body considered to possess a dominant influence over an oh. event and time. Okay. Then we have another one. One possessing similar mastery. Then another one is the, the master of the servants of a household. Yeah. Master of a servant of a household. Mm-hmm. Then a superior general. You now have a sovereign ruler. So those are those words that depict. Now, talking about the Lord in this case. So look at 
because in this generation, we didn't meet a kind of um, a kingdom setting where you have the monarch, the king. Now we have president and chiefs and all that. In a typical setting where you have the king overseeing the kingdom, every body in that town is a subject to that king. And the king has an overall say and a final say over every matter in that kingdom as far as it's concerned. So you're looking at the Lord over that kingdom. And is a possessor like that. Um, one of those um, definitions rightly said, says the possessor, the proprietor. Now of everything that is contained within that kingdom, Yoruba used to, to say it like this, you know, we sing songs, we say kabiosi. Kabiosi, it's, um, it's used for kings. It, it prays for kings. And what it means is you are unquestionable. Mm-hmm. Nobody argues with your rules, your decisions. Nobody questions your authority. That's what kabiosi means. Unquestionable. Now, that is in the world. We now have emperors over empires, then kings under them. Yet, every one of these are subjected to the higher authority, the sovereign authority. But, like I said, we didn't meet such setup or setting. And that's has really affected how we see the word Lord or how we we address the personality that we call Lord. You know, then if a king is coming maybe to town through a street or the, in fact, there's a lot of things that happen. Some people can raise their head up to look at the entourage. Everybody bows down with their face on the ground until a trumpet is blown that the king has passed before some people should stand up. Some can even lie down, let the horse climb them. You know, it goes just on and on and on like that. But because we came to a, a system where this kind of things is no more popular, it's made us limit our regard, our respect, our fear for the entity called Lord. And I'm not just talking about the world king now. I'm talking of the the monarch of Zion. I'm talking of the eternal king, the king of kings right now. So I know words will fail me to describe the lordship of Jesus Christ. But I just used all this to, to give us a picture of where this is going. And like my nature is I don't like talking long. 
So that people don't get confused. So I'll just try and hit the point. Let's go to Matthew chapter. Oh, before that, let's go to Psalm 110. Psalm 110, verse 1. Psalm 110, verse 1. <clears throat> And I also read Psalm 111. Um, sorry I didn't add that um, to the scriptures. No problem. So I want to verse one says the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at thy right hand until I made an enemies that put to. So the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion, rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Lord. Okay, the emphasis for tonight. Matthew chapter two, chapter seven. Uh, uh, are you now reading uh, uh, 111 again? I'll come to 111. One, 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 I'll come to 111. Okay. Let's just. Okay. I want to use some things there as a reference. So let's just dive in straight to the text of tonight's Bible study. So, Matthew chapter 7. Verse 13 said, Enter ye at the straight gate. Wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in there at. I think it will be good to read from Amplified or New Kingdoms. Let me see. So enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction. And many are those who are entering through it. And that's about the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure. And the way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life. And few are those who find it. Then he now said, Beware of false prophets who came to you dressed as sheep, but inside they are devouring wolves. So you will fully recognize them by their fruit. So do people pick grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Say, so even so, every healthy sound tree bears good fruit, 
worthy of admiration for the sickly, decaying, worthless tree bears bad, worthless fruit. Then went verse 18 said, A good, healthy tree cannot bear bad or worthless fruit, nor can a bad, diseased tree bear excellent fruit, worthy of admiration. So it's every tree that bringeth every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit, you will know them. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 22 says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name? And then I will say to them openly, I never knew you. Apart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. So that's the last part. Um, disregarding my command. This also is connected to where I read the first from Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 1. When he was talking about acting diligently to the voice and the command. You know, the world today, men, we have men of men. We have very few men of God, but we have, we have God men. Then we have men of God. I pray the Holy Spirit will give us understanding. We have men of God. Men of God are people that does and do the will of God. They move by the deep of God Almighty. For God of men, there are people that have made themselves God over men. Men whose principles supersedes or is superior. They make it superior to the rules of God Almighty. We see these are men people want to be like. And these are men that points people to themselves, not to God. They, they, they point people to administration. They point people to a government that is not, that Jesus is not the Lord over. You know, when administration's rules of this particular um, organization, becomes greater than that which the Lord himself sets up or puts in place. These are the things we see today. Now, if you look at verse 22, he said they will prophesy 
they, they, we, they will say we prophesy in your name. We even drove out demons in your name. And we did many mighty works. <clears throat> but he said, he will tell them, I don't know you. Why? Why would the Lord say that? Why would the Lord say he doesn't know them? They did miracles in the name of Jesus. They cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Sick people get healed by them in the name of Jesus. Or why would he deny them? That day, why would he deny them? You see, if the Lord is not the Lord over everything we do, then he's not the Lord at all. Because that's where, when I read these scriptures, the Holy Spirit was teaching me that some... There are some scary things that I can only tell people at some level because it will be too hard to say. If he's not Lord over all, he's not Lord at all. If he's Lord over 99%, he's not. Because in this government, there's only one Lord. That's why he said, even though they do miracles in his name, he doesn't know them. Because sometimes when people say, Lord Jesus, that word alone, it's, it's too big, it's too heavy. But people use it lightly. So let me let me explain what I'm just saying now. We're still in the same place we just read. The Lord was talking about a good tree and a bad tree. He was talking about the fruits that they bear. He made that reference before he came down to say, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we did this, we did that in your name. But they have a fruit that is not consistent with the fruit he's expecting them to bring. The fruit of total obedience. The fruit of total obedience. Now, there is a Ten Commandment, and there's one I usually call the Eleventh Commandment. They give Ten Commandments, there's Eleventh Commandment. The Eleventh Commandment is the voice of the Spirit at times. The Eleventh Commandment is not one, it's not hundred. In fact, 
it's, it has no number attached to it. As long as your work with God is concerned. That is why I read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. He said, if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord, that was not the commandment. He now went further to say, and do his commands. So there are two things. The command is fixed. That's why the, old, the King James Version call it the stature. Okay, keep, keep my statues. Statue is fixed. Statue is not movable. The statue is fixed. But the voice is dynamic. The voice is alive. For different generations, the voice is the life at that particular point. And every single instruction from God to you, to me, it's a building block to fulfilling our true destiny. Every instruction is a building block for you to fulfill destiny in God. And if one of those blocks is missing, that building will be defected. So a lot of people started with God in obedience. Lord, what do you want me to do? What would you have me do? When they now come into that blessing that we saw in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, things start working out. They become popular. They become powerful. When the Lord now say, don't do, silently, they do. In this meeting, you've prepared a topic, you've, you've worked on the topic so much. Suddenly you go to the altar and the Holy Spirit is like, no, don't preach it. I want you to say this. And you know that sermon, people will cheer, you know, they will hail. But he said, no, don't. I just want you to, to praise and to, to get offended. Especially when you see people, they know you are a good orator, you are a good teacher, and they are already prepared their iPad, their pen to write. You've seen it, their eagerness to write. And they say, don't teach that message. Like what happened to, what is his name, Saul? When you saw the people, they are eager. Expecting him to do something noble. All he did was good. But Samuel said, why did you disobey? Because if Saul actually knew the worth of who the Lord is, he wouldn't have done that foolishness. And Samuel lamented over him. So obedience is better than sacrifice. Sacrifice could be your good works, your righteous work. Let me use that word. Good work. 
hard work. In fact, sacrificial. But that's not what God wants you to do. So when he said he would deny those people that day is because when he speaks, they don't listen. They now decide to do their own. They make their decisions without asking him. They take actions without his concept. Miracles happen. Yes. Good things happen. They, they prosper. You see, all these things are mirage that has ensnared so many people. And that's why it, it's something that the body of Christ has to wake up to. That we need to live our life by the dictate of the one we call Lord. Our decisions making has to be by what did he say about this thing? Let me give an example. Is preaching the gospel in the marketplace wrong? Or on the street? Hello? Hi, hi. I'm with you. How was it? The gospel in the market. No, there's nothing wrong. Because I got to this question. No, the good was worried about doing good. Yeah, the good thing. But when the spirit say today, don't do that. You know, some people might start feeling maybe it's the devil that is trying to prevent them from doing such. Uh, it's a good thing to preach now. Why are you doing? But as good as it seems, you might move that day to preach. People might cheer. In fact, miracle might even happen in the market, but one soul might not be saved. And the name of the Lord will not be glorified. Because that's the same thing Moses did. And it's so costly that a lot of believers, I mean believers, I mean fathers, you know, that's why I was saying earlier that there are some deep things I can't say. You know, yeah, I can't say for now. People, people look up to, but the Lord doesn't recognize them anymore. It sounds strange. Why? Because there are some things, there are some emphasis that they are now holding on to that the Lord Jesus Christ did not permit. But it was, it's a good thing. They are doing it 
is producing a result, but the Lord is not in it. And before the throne, the throne of light, these guys are not recognized. They are popular in this world. It's a scary thing to say, but they are not recognized over there. Because he sees to be Lord over them because of some little, little, little disobedience that they don't. How do we checkmate this thing? He said, as many, I think you, you know that scripture, he said, as many that are led by the spirit of God. They are what? They are the sons. So that means the people that are not led, that not allow the Holy Spirit, let me use this, use this way. People that are not allow the Holy Spirit to lead them are not the sons of God. Even though they look righteous and they do the work of work of righteousness. Work of righteousness is different from the will of God in righteousness. So good works is not enough. What is the spirit saying? You know, the Lord Jesus Christ said, it's easy to offend him for him to forgive. But if you offend the Holy Spirit, it's hard. But a lot of people don't know this. They don't take this seriously. Not all that said unto me, not all that call me Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God. But only those that do my command. So we are in a society where we believe our pastors, we believe our bishops much more than we hack into the Holy Spirit. Am I, are we saying that it's wrong to, to disobey them when they ask you to be? No, 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 no. But the Lord is superior to every authority on earth. Sometimes you might, they might invite you for a meeting to come and preach, to come and sing. And instead of us to to go to the place of prayer and say, Lord, did you open this door? Are you aware of this invitation? Should I go or not? We don't do that. People don't do that anymore. CHB is the work of God. <clears throat> Take off. And you are gone. And at the end of the day, you come from that meeting, no glory goes to God. It's bitter. He's not feeling well because he expects if you call him Lord, I should pass this thing through him. 
and his response will determine the response you give to those people. How many people today who said, I will give you your answer in two days. I'll give you an answer in three days. Let me inquire first. That's why David is the man after God's heart. He always want to ask, what do you want me to do, Father? Should I chase after them or should I forbear? This warrior David, with all the power in his side, a warrior, does he really need to ask to go and reclaim his family? How many of us can do that? Should I pursue or should I forbear? So it's very important for us to, to, to come to recognize the personality, the presence and the power of the one we call Lord. Because in our journey, I may be a good preacher, be a strong prophet, I may have crowds, but I tell you, if my obedience to the spirit of God, we don't see Jesus physically. What he left us with is the Holy Spirit. I will send you another comforter and he will teach you all things that he sees me do. So once we despise the Holy Spirit, the silent voice of the Holy Spirit, automatically we are despising the Lord. It's not shouting, very silent. And we find it um, a common place today that a lot of people will not fulfill their destiny. Not because they don't go to church, not because they don't read the Bible. It's just simply because the instruction that makes the fulfillment of their destiny is neglected. Especially it's not mainstream. I don't know, maybe from where you read, there's something we have, any of us have to, to, to share or to ask. Hello. Hello. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, bro. Uh, for me, I will just um, just talk uh, just based on what you just 
one thing that uh, we need to really go back to, like you said, dynamic, you understand? And it's different from the, like the commandments because the commandments is like a status trace. But the voice of the Lord is dynamic. So I think one of the issues we have is is we pay more attention to the commandments, something stationary, you understand, than the dynamic voice of the of the uh-huh. father. And that is where we miss it most times. Do you get and for 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 example, the example you give when David came and they they took all his family, everything, you know, everyone captive. And the normal thing that should come to is someone's mind is oh, I don't know, in this world that we live in now, like you say that, do, do, do you need to ask the Lord? Okay. I, I don't know, we go to the like there are some things that maybe you say that, that I think you are doing, you are being too spiritual. I don't know, maybe you get what I'm saying, like, do you need to ask Why? Because if we, we, we look at it in, in the real sense, there's nothing wrong with that. Do you get like they, there's nothing wrong? You came home, you saw their family, and you said, Come on, pursue them. This is my family, God will be happy. But like you said, the issues that the voice of God is, is dynamic and is pleased when we can hear him speak. And that is how he wants to deal with us, really. Understand by the words of his mouth. Understand? So for David to have inquired doesn't make a sense, really, it doesn't. Because stationary in the family should come first. Yeah. That your family comes first, even in ministry, your family is something you get. Yeah. So uh, I'm just laying the emphasis on the fact that the, the, the most important part, the law really, the law really is obeying the voice of the Lord. I'm telling you, I think that is the true law, really. Acting to his voice, being diligent to it. And, and I pray that the Lord will continue to strengthen us really because, like you said, so many people have they've gone, they've run out. Because why the voice is that is 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 that even like you said that they say that we should not go to Holy Spirit get And once we are used to denying him, neglecting that voice, we are is being gripped. It's been given, and just like that, silently, it may just leave someone without someone knowing. That is the dangerous part. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the dangerous part. And you might be doing something, and some signs and wonders are happening. Those are just the natural laid down law. I, I think to say there's some things that it, it, that they are natural, they are laid down that if you do it, you see results. I don't know, but you are not meant to live by them. Yes, yes. That's not the country. You are meant to live by the word of the Lord as a true believer. We are meant to live by the word. That was the and the word is the list. So not we are not meant to live by the signs. No, 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 no. So so you are very you are very right. So that's just what I want to say. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, very like um, my brother would say, very profound. That's some points. Let me use three. That's some points. That's very important. Actually, bro, 
Do you have anything to add to it? Okay. Yeah, just one thing that um, came to mind as Emmanuel just spoke, and it was one day while I was driving, when you said when you said principles, it just reminded me of that. And what came to mind then was principles are good, but above principles is the spirit of God. Because even the even the kingdom of darkness uses principles. So um like you said, one might be applying principles, but yeah, that was just what came to mind and I just wrote it down. It was just that, that short. Above principles, because if, if one is not careful, you know, which, I mean, we see it is principles that are um, being followed. Like I said, like Emmanuel said, those are things that if you do this and do this, you will get this result. You know, but at that very point in time, at that very point in time, the voice of the Lord might say, don't do it like this. <laughs> Apply this other principle. I mean, as I'm talking now, one example that comes to mind is when David fought against, I can't remember who they were, but... um. He fought them twice. The same scenario. The first one, God said, do it this way. Now, the same scenario happened. I mean, there's an assumption to, um, God has given us strategy oh, for, so let me, let me. But when he went to ask God, God told him something entirely different. No, don't do it. Go behind and use this. That's how, you know, one would have, or David would have lost that battle if he didn't just consider to say, let me check what the great one is saying. So yeah, above, above principles is the spirit of God. Yeah, thank you. That's very key. While you guys were talking, I the Holy Spirit put a scripture in my spirit. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 said, And it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That was the first defense to his temptation. That was the first defensive answer he gave to the devil. He said, every word, bread alone will not sustain us. He said, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the middle of the night, that word, you see, many people have, when they talk about, in the world, they talk about people dying prematurely. You know, before, I used to think, ah, that statement, that somehow, I don't, 
I'm not really fully in agreement with it. But later, as I get to understand wisdom, I realize people actually died before their time. Some people will land over there and they will ask them, why are you here? You know, you are not supposed to be here now. It's because they took decisions. They made decisions just one inch or two inch to the left or to the right of what the spirits would have asked them to do. I'm talking about Christians here. I'm talking about believers here now that their, their race here is, was cut short because they couldn't hear or they couldn't follow what the Spirit said. Many people have lost their ministry because of this same thing. They, they get carried away by the crowd. People screaming, people shouting, and when they're supposed to stop by the Spirit, they want to impress. Boom. The whole thing, Satan now takes over. And once God is not glorified, whatever you are doing, you understand that something else is glorified. Is that you or the devil? Because your disobedience, our disobedience, makes the devil to rejoice and grieves God. Because when God grieves, Satan is happy that his lover has hurt him. So whatever, like I said, in, uh, even though we are not picking anything from everything, is that our destiny, our true destiny, our divine destiny can only be fulfilled by instructions of the Holy Spirit. Obedience to the instruction every day brings us to fulfillment or completion of our destiny. So sometimes when we want to go and pray, now fast, my Lord, show me the way to go. When the way is now shown, self, he will like, no, <laughs> stop by the devil. Father, why do you ask me to go and learn this thing now? Or to go and serve under this, uh, this person that I'm more knowledgeable than? Eh? I can speak English more than this guy. In fact, I know the scriptures more than this guy. Why, why would I go and serve under this guy? Meanwhile, the ways of God are not our ways. Man shall not live by logic. Man shall not live by, by oh, what would I use now? We can't live by, by just principles but by the word of God. By the word of God. I pray that the Lord will give us grace. Before I, before I, I finish, Second uh, Corinthians, say two, let me, let me, I know what I want to say, but let me read it out. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse ten. Oh, they're about to time out ten two. Mm, it was given again. Okay. 
No, okay. That's not where I want to read. Let me let me look at 10 verse 2. He's talking about okay, good. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Verse from verse 3. Say, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold and the casting down of imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Praise God. Now, when you read verse four and five, talking about pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, trampling upon the head, of the enemy, bringing down uh, principalities, powers, and all that. You now see the, say the obedience of Christ. He said, this could only be possible. You can revenge all disobedience only when your obedience is fulfilled. So, if it Believer that is not 100% obedient to the voice of the spirit comes into confrontation or a battle with a servant of the kingdom of darkness that is more obedient than him. You won't win. You won't win. Because if that guy is more committed to the devil than you are submitted to God, that guy will defeat you. It's a very simple thing. Because your strategy for winning or trampling or overcoming everything that exalted the self above Christ can only come from the wisdom and the instruction of the Holy Ghost. No mortal man can beat or defeat Satan in a contest or debate without the help of the Holy Spirit. And this same Holy Spirit that would have helped us to overcome that battle, to bring those principalities under subjection, we are not obeying him. We are not obeying the instruction. The Holy Spirit is a man of war, the strategic, one with him we can only win by his instruction by his direction but we choose not to obey because the things he says sometimes can sound foolish to us 
So you don't just go and confront a witchcraft because you can kabash. If your obedience is having comma, don't confront somebody from the kingdom of darkness who you are not sure of his level. It's not that we have the spirit of fear, but we have to be sure that we are fully and totally obedient. In fact, you won't even go and confront a witchcraft if the Holy Spirit, if you are truly a, a, a person that obeys the Holy Spirit, you only go there by the instruction of the Holy Spirit. And because you are going there by his instruction, he will back you up. But if you now go there by your own knowing, because you've casted two or three demons once upon a time, and you go fearlessly into that fight that does not concern you, you might come out with a terrible injury. Many people are falling victims like that. And some have even crossed over to eternity because they deviated from what the Spirit said. There was a testimony one of my mentors gave. This guy is working with the Lord. In fact, he has seen the Lord like how many times? One on one. They are seeing visions of heaven like how many times? A case now came to them. They were praying. Pray, 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 pray for hours. Meanwhile, the solution is just somewhere else. They did all the kabashing and all the whatever they did. An instruction just came through one of the um, not popular person among them. Like, the Lord said we should go to another state. That's where this problem will be solved. You know, for a common believer, by the scripture, you know the scripture so much. You say, ah, but the word said, ask and it shall be given. You know, you start quoting the scriptures. Then the, that my mentor now said, he felt in his spirit that is the spirit that gave the instruction. So they obeyed. They didn't argue. Because normally they were supposed to quote scriptures and argue. He said, mm -mm. okay, if the Lord said we should go to another state, yeah, let's go. They went to the other state. Lo and behold, the tree, under the tree where they were instructed to go and pray, that was where the demon that was disturbing this young person resides. On getting there, the instruction said they should dig, remove that stone, and do it like this. And that was the end. That was the end. They would have continued praying for seven days. That problem will not go. But their obedience, go, do that foolish thing. They did, and that was the end of it. So I, people quote scriptures, but they don't read it down to the end. The weapons of our warfare is not kind of, they are mighty, with the pulling down of stronghold and the casting of imagination. They don't read it to the verse six, where he says, having in readiness to revenge all disobedience 
when your obedience is fulfilled. I pray the Lord will give us grace to obey him even when it's not convenient. To obey him in totality. To submit to his lordship in Jesus' name. So, bro, hello, bro, Manuel. Are you there? Yes, sir. No contribution for another than what I made earlier. Okay. No contribution. I've no question yet. Yeah. Okay. 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 The Matthew 17, 16, they said that you shall know them by their fruits. Looking at the context that, that the, this system was made. So like, what was it trying to say? Because we're looking at the issue of what is um, called acting diligently. You get like a dear example of food that we can see. Is this is this something that we can really see and say yes? Oh, this one is not is not uh I'll put it like uh or maybe it's not from the Lord or he has missed it. I don't know. Yeah, yes, and you shall know them by their food. Yes. Yeah. Because it was in that instant, many many shall say that instant come my name, and I was in that instant. So, like in this present time now, understand there are many see that we are first prophet which come to you in sheep clothing. So once they're in sheep clothing, that means they can talk like us, they can act like us, they can preach like us. So I get some fruit, some characters that you can see and say this this I don't think is a man of God. Audio. Um, put off your audio. Good. Many a times I I'm someone that is afraid to judge. Like I said, and I prayed over it for a very long time and see the Holy Spirit gave me 
um, a strategy over that. But there's one thing the Lord always points me at till today till tomorrow. He will say, when I'm worried about making a decision about somebody, he will ask me, look at their fruit. Would I do this thing? Would I do this thing? Is this thing consistent with me? This thing this person did here and here, is it consistent with me? You know, that's why the Lord, I think, how many verses that he was hammering about fruit, fruit, tree, fruit, fruit, three verses there. It's because it's very hard to conceal a fruit. Yes, the tree could look good on the outside. The tree could look good on the outside. But I tell you, the orange tree and the lemon tree, they are similar. They are not different. They look, in fact, some, some grapes, orange, what they call them, they look like oranges until you, you put them in your mouth. You get to understand that this one is not a good, a sweet tree. So the fruits always show up. Their way of life, they may call Jesus, they may call Holy Spirit, they may speak in tongues, but, but, their life has that but. If you have the Spirit of God, it will be very easy for you to see clearly this spirit behind this action is not consistent with the one that is in me. You will know, you will know if you are actually somebody of the spirit you will know you don't need me to say how you will know but you will know you will know this one is not of god and maybe the person has been doing other things so of god though but there's the one that the person will do you say no this is not by the Holy spirit i believe that is um, clear enough i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Because the reason why I was saying it to you, time we live in a world now that it's it's hard or people start telling you like you are being judgmental. Do you get it? No, you don't. You don't live in a very sent and and yeah, you are too rigid or something. Yeah, that you and sensible about I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or People will say, of course, they will say, but like, judge, you don't even mention it. Yeah. If you say some kind of thing about some, or you try to condemn an act, I'm not saying you are judging the person, you are just condemning the act that, ah, why would this pastor do this kind of a thing now? You know, people, some people are already hear you. I don't know. I don't want to say, I won't even go here. I cannot. They will tell you. Uh-huh. Your, your, so your wisdom demands that in your heart, you just, you just shake your head that, ah, man, this, I'm not expecting this kind of thing from this kind of person. So it makes you become now cautious of whatever is coming from that fountain. 
was the Lord Jesus Christ said, a, a, a bad fountain cannot bring out good water. It's impossible. So you, you now help you to be cautious of whatever is flowing from this fountain. That's why the spirit was given to you to know. Uh, it's not for wisdom demand. You don't, uh, you don't, you don't say that kind of a thing in public. They will eat you. If the faithful followers will eat you raw. Understand? So. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you want to know. So. So, as you as you guys are speaking, um, what came to mind? Of course, we know like discernment, because this word discernment comes because there are some things that are not they are not seen like tangibly. Maybe because at that time the fruit has not yet really really mature, but you can sense it. A, a different fruit forming. And of course, that's what discernment, what you cannot see with your eyes. And, um, um, and then the discernment comes from, you know that scripture in Hebrews 5 that says that Paul was saying that you ought to be teachers now, but you still need milk. There are some things I want to say, but I cannot say because you still need somewhere to feed you milk, and milk is for those who are not, um, how did you put it, are not skilled in the way of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Righteousness is in right standing with God. That is what meat is for those who, by reason of use, another transition will say, by practice, they have, um, they're able to descend between right. And wrong because if you practice the truth, you will know falsehood when you see it. If you don't practice it, you won't know it. If you practice the truth, when you see the truth, you know ah, this is the truth. And why it's not um why many will attack you when you you know call something because at that point in time they are not practicing what you're seeing. So it's difficult. They're not even able to see it. You know, so that's what came to mind. So discernment, which practically, I think, comes from when we, uh, by reason of use or gaining, by the help of the Holy Spirit, gaining mastery in the ways of righteousness, righteousness of God. That is, of course, which is, again, what we've been talking about, being led by the spirit you know so yeah that's what i wanted to share oh thank you bro i i really appreciate god for for this because while we are all speaking there are some things that is personal i learned but it's personal yeah it's it's for me i'm sorry to say maybe some other times be able to share but it has really been an eye-opener that we had this discussion and every contribution that, that, that came in. Like what Gionel was just saying now, 
see, discernment is something that every child of God is supposed to have. If you don't have it, you just have to pray for it. Like I said, the difference between a sheep, a wolf in a sheep clothing and a, a wolf, oh, sorry, a wolf in a sheep clothing and a sheep is just what is inside. And until that is revealed by the all-seeing eye, the invisible all-seeing eye, and is given to you, you can never know. And I'm, I just, I'm moved to say this. The difference between you choosing the devil as your spouse and, and an angel as your spouse is just in this thing we just said. This demon might be a pastor, an evangelist, a bishop. It just has to be discerning that will bring you to that place of seeing who that sheep, who that wolf really is. So it's something that every child of God, the sixth eye or the sixth sense that every child of God is supposed to have. It's the difference between life and death. And it's something the Lord is willing to, like our brother said, by practice, it's, some, it's a grace that every child of God is supposed to actually pray for. And most importantly, the ability to hear and to obey the Lord as the Lord. You know, there is a place of God as the Father. There's a place of God as our friend. And there's a place of God as a king, the Lord, uh, the Lord God. And there's a place of uh, God as the Lord God. And may God help us to, 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 to be able to know when, where to approach him at every point of our work with him. I don't want to go into that today as God the Father, God the King, and the Lord God. I don't want to go into that today. Maybe some other time that we should go. How we approach the Father and how we deal with him at these levels. I think if uh, there's nothing else to add, we just want us to pray as we bring this um, teachings today to a close.